Welcome to RCR, this is Jason, and I'm giving you a special treat, a sample from the song I Am King by our special guest Lazarus. Enjoy. From a place where nowhere in the world has jurisdiction Not even shield can visit here without our permission This country is Wakanda, one like you've never seen And of this country, I'm T'Challa, the chieftain of things I am king Y'all like that sound? It's good, ain't it? It was made by our guest here. Laz, the black native. Yeah, it was some good shit right there. Thanks, brother. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we're doing a podcast today, but let's kick it off. I'm going to introduce myself. It's the Honest Italian. Joining me today, other fellow RCR podcaster. Todd, the Todd Ball, the Holly. And Tony, the Hitman Horton. All right, now, um, I guess the pressing, we got a lot of pressing questions for you. Um... Here's our guest, our official first guest that we have on the show. So that's really thanks. good. Yeah, yeah thanks. Thank, uh, thank, thank you for thank taking time out of your day mm-hmm. to, to, to come on here to, to let us know about you and everything. Um, like I said, we got tons of questions, but the pressing question we want to start with is um, you're heavily into hip-hop, and what got you started in hip-hop? Well, what got me started was, uh, was in the dorms of Alabama and and uh, my homeboy Frank, who uh, you know, who you met, uh, you know, earlier. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, basically, uh, his brother. We were riding around, going to the cab, and he put this CD in, and we were listening to it, and he was like, "Man, you know, who is this?" And he was like, "You know, that's we were calling him D at the time. He was like, that's D." He was like. I thought it was going to be a D's Nuts joke, so I was like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't so, say D who. <laughs> so he wouldn't say D who. <laughs> so then I was like... Uh, uh, whatever, who? And so he was like, my brother. And so I pretty much stole the CD from him and listened to it, you know, ad nauseum. Yeah. And so uh, how it started was uh, his brother was, you know, recording at his apartment. And... He would do this thing called the uh, Valentine's Day Massacre mixtape. So what he would do is he would get a lot of uh, R&B songs and some of his favorite, you know, songs about love and stuff like that. And he'd compile a mixtape for Valentine's Day. And what happened was I had this, I had this beat CD. And I ended up writing about an experience of how I was going to holler at a girl in my class. Okay. Over uh Dead Prez's um mind sex beat. Okay. And so I ended up writing that verse in the hook. And then from there he was like, uh, man, that sounds great. I'ma record and then I'm gonna put you on the mixtape. And I was like, Word. So he did that, then you know, um uh, it was the uh it was doing MySpace. So, you know, he put on his MySpace music page, people were feeling it. And uh, we formed a group with him, uh, Frank, and myself. And we became the Dirty South Avengers. And how that came about was basically... I like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, it was a time where, you know, this was when, you know, Lolly... Yeah, uh, what's what's the name of that song? Not Lollipop, but Laffy Taffy. And all that stuff was popping, man. And and it was like, we digging the beats, but they're not really saying nothing. 
So what yeah. we would do was we would take their beats and we would avenge the track and we would put our own oh, lyrics nice. over it. Nice. And so at the time, what we were doing was we would get uh, drops saying like new Avengers from uh, Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. So what we would do was <laughs> we, would, we would purposely make the team that'll say new Avengers and we record it. And so then we put that as a drop for when we do songs. So we so that's how it started out with the DSA, Dirty South Avengers, and. Uh, from there, man, you know, um, we kind of, all three of us had individual mixtapes, but then, you know, life happens, you know, um, Shaz, you know, I think he's working on a project now, but the most part, you know, he had got married and was trying to, you know, work on a domestic life and, yeah. and you know, Frank was trying to finish, finish up school. Yeah. So, um, we still a unit, but you know, um, I just kept at it and doing individual things, but yeah. So, and that's how I also got the name Black Native, uh, Black Panther is my favorite, uh, you know, one of my favorite characters. Period. And then yeah, also, the best. <laughs> <laughs> true. Hey, so black, and then I like the color black, and then like I like what black stands for. Black is mysterious, you know, it's powerful things like that. And then native comes along where, um, you know, I'm a native of Alabama. I also like John Proudstar as well, and also. Um, Turquoise is another favorite color of mine. So it's just a bunch of amalgamations of things that black and native, and also as well as culture-wise, um, Blackfoot Cherokee yeah. is uh, you know, is in my lineage as well. So I just put those things together and it just made sense. And it sounded like a hero name as well since we were the Dirty South Avengers. Yeah, and that's how I came tight. up with it. That's tight. I like that too, man. A symbol. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so that's how, that's how I started out, man. That's how it all happened. Yeah. Oh man, we see how you got started. What were some of the influences? What influenced you? There's only one person who's ever gonna get an influence as far as a person. <laughs> and that's that's Frank's brother Shaz, man. Like okay. he I can tell you I would not I've always been a fan of it. Mm-hmm. You know, deep into it, but me having the actual influence to get behind him, I can write something, all that belongs to Shaz, man. So he would be the only person who will ever get influenced. As far as uh, other things, just life and the things that I've experienced or, you know, stories that I hear from others and um, just what I know about. So those are the things that influences me, you know. Okay. Cool. That's real good. So uh, what's your opinion on the state of hip-hop these days, man? <sighs> man, you know, I wasn't around when I was a kid. You know, I'm born in 84, so, you know. I was a kid in the 90s, you know, growing up in the 90s and things like that. So I, I'm not going to say it's way more rappers than it is now because I'm pretty sure if you was in New York or, so, or somewhere like that, you could probably yeah. throw a nickel outside and you can hit a rapper too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the same. Yeah. But, you know, with, with, with social media and with all the technology, um, it probably feels like there's even more. But I'll say this, unlike how it was back then, there's no quality control. Right. Yeah. So... Mm. Yeah. Nowadays is if you pay such and such to play your record, you know they'll play it. Yeah, you yeah. know it's people on Twitter who always, you know, wait, hey, man, you want you want these tweets, you want this promotion for your music, you know, pay me two hundred fifty and we'll blast your, you know. So there's no quality control as long as you either got the money or you know you got some kind of connect, um, you in there. You know, there's nobody who's saying, hey, man, this sucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't get and, and, and by, anybody getting laughed off the stage no more. It's 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 none of that. So, the because there's no quality control, there's a lack of quality. But it's right. all this quantity out here. Mm. 
Yeah. And another thing I feel like, um, you know, there's no diversity. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, I came up, look, MC Hammer was popping just as Run DMC was popping, just as NWA was popping, just as, you know, um, Snoop and everybody else. You know what I mean? So I could listen to the radio and and get all these different sounds and all these, you know, different things. Nowadays, first of all, I liked it when hip hop was regional. Yeah. I felt like if I listen to somebody from the West Coast, West Coast, I'm not gonna hit an eight oh eight that I'll hear from the South, but I hit them synthesizers and I hear that that mm, sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um East Coast, you know, you're gonna get that boom bap, you're gonna get that you know, nowadays everybody designer is from New York. But he sounds just like future. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I miss that regional sound. I miss, you know, um, people sounding like where they came from. And, yeah. You and know, you had genres of rap back in the day, too. Yeah. Because yep. you had people like hell, Bobby Jimmy and the Critters were funny. Fresh Prince and DJ Jazz, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince were funny. Right. You could have that and you could have something like Ice T and uh-huh. they could coexist. Everybody didn't sound. You had your exactly. biz marquees yeah. and people yeah. like that. Yeah, I even reference uh, one of my favorite people. They they trip out when I say this, but I love Bizarre from D12 because he's gonna say something ridiculous. Yeah, and he's not gonna take himself too seriously on the yeah. mic. Yeah, right. but at the same time, he's in the same camp as arguably one of the best you know lyricists in Eminem. You yeah. know, I mean, he's in the same yeah. camp. Yeah. So you know. I miss that personality. I, I love, that's why, you know, when Red Man comes out with something, I love yeah, Red and Miller. Yeah. You know, but again, as far as a new crop, this ain't really something that's coming up. So that, those are the things that I do miss. I miss the regionality. I miss the quality control. And I just miss the overall options. Nowadays, you got to, you know, pretty much go to internet radio. You got to try to find it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and you might not always know where to look sometimes. Yeah, I think when when you're saying the regional size of rap, I think when all that kind of fell to the wayside was when Biggie and Tupac both fell off. Yeah, when all yeah. that because it started it started it started it started becoming more along the lines of of um, confrontation when you're repping when you when you when you're repping your hood. Oh yeah, or your territory where you're calling out from. And a lot of people felt disrespected because they felt like if you were the top on your game at that particular point in time, you know, you're you're shouting out your area. You're mm-hmm. repping your hood. And it's yeah. kind of disrespectful yeah. to everybody else that's that's trying to come in. I think they stopped trying to segregate hip-hop because they looked uh-huh. at it being territorial like that and yeah. regional stuff. Stop trying to segregate it and everybody come together and make it what it is, what it was supposed to be. Well, I think what happened is you had... You had the country realize it was big business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. too. So once you really got your money into it, they kind of went, "Well, okay, what sells? That sells. Everybody sound like this person." Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, all of a sudden you didn't have root because as far as battle raps, hell, they have battle raps from day one. Yeah. You know, but I, you won't but, be you won't be talking about like a dog cross LL Cool J back in the day. Yeah, you know, you know they get you. Yeah. him and Kumo D clowned each other. Yeah, they man. would come out on their shows and straight up clown. And, but that's the thing, nobody nobody wanted to hurt each other over it. Nobody nobody wanted to hurt each other. Over, but again, it wasn't it wasn't big business. So you didn't have you didn't have a megaphone of big business basically going. 
Hey promote this, promote this. Yeah, yeah let's East Coast, West Coast. This stuff. Yeah, Vibe Magazine. A lot of these yeah. magazines, the media yeah. out there, yeah. really push Vibe Magazine pushed the East Coast, West Coast beef until people start dying. And yeah. that's when they kind of was like, uh-oh. And it yeah. was like, oh, well, then it just became a thing. Look, these black folks don't know how to act. But as far as battle raps, people been dogging each other yeah. out on wax for God I knows how Because I was, you know, I was in Korea when Biggie and Pac died. And I remember being, like, in P.E., and a new student came to Korea. Even though we all in this military base and we all in Korea, yo, they ask you, like, east side, west side. And I'm like, yeah. I'm from Alabama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it was kind of like almost uh, like that outcast on AT Aliens that came out in 96. Yep. You know, this side, this side niggas jumping, this side niggas blazing, but in the middle, we stay calm and just drop bombs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that was that's yep. the, that was just the mindset of us back then. You know, so. But I get what you're saying though, because I mean, Outkast got booed at the Sosa Awards because they because they weren't East Warner Coast. Up. Because you know when they came out with Southern Playlist in '94, they felt like somebody else should have won Best New Rap. Yeah. You know, but it was Outkast that won that. Because it was something original that was to- totally different from what they had seen. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they showed up. It was they fresh. showed up at the baseball game wearing football cleats. Yep. And people, you know, and people yeah. react poorly to that kind of thing. If it's you know, you either got to be this or that. Well, mm-hmm. I'm my own something. You yeah. Know, you're yeah. not playing the game right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm glad you said the territorial and things like that. You know, a style. Every you know every uh-huh. region had its own style. What makes your style stand out and different the most? Well, um, first, uh, I don't think I sound like anybody else. <laughs> now, people can try to put me into maybe a category because of what I talk about, because I talk about life and things like that, so they could you know, label me a conscious rapper, so to speak. Mm. But at the same time, to, to, if I, to say, hey, he raps just like such and such, like the design of future thing. Or, you know, um, there was a time when uh, you had Twister and and Crucial Conflict, you know, added with Bone because, oh, no, I started fast rapping first. No, I started it first. You know, I can wholeheartedly say that I don't believe that, you know, I sound like anybody else as far as, um, you know, what I do, the beats that I choose. It, I, a lot of times people don't even believe I'm from Alabama because they think that, you know, being Southern is monolithic, that you gotta have one kind of sound and rap about one kind of thing. Right. And so I think that's something that, uh, you know, it kind of throws people off. And I like that because, you know, I mean, somebody who works at the comics though, you know, I'm pretty sure you get people who come in and, you know, they say, yeah, I work on stuff, and it may be all right, but then when you come across something that's, like, really good, it kind of throws you off because on the average, it's going to be just all right. Yeah. And I think that's another thing. Like, you know, I um, I use my words. Like, I um, I really don't curse. I curse more in conversation than I do in my rhymes. Now, I'm not going to say that I don't curse in my rhymes, but I can get my point across more often than not without profanity. That's what's and it's up. not even something that I'm doing intentionally. It's yeah. just that when those juices get flowing, I just have better ways of saying it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something else that stands out. I can, give, I can give somebody an actual single and I wouldn't have to worry about editing a radio version because it's the real version is already there. It's good. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, when you're not doing music, what are your hobbies, man? What are you into? Um, well, I mean, you know, comics. Uh, you know, the Black Panther theme song. You know, came from that. My love of, you know, this character. Yeah. And you know, when those two passions meet, you know, yeah. my rap mixed with the comics. You know, this kind of thing happens. Um, but yeah, uh, video games. Um, I love the. You know, I, I was just over at uh. I can't even remember the place. The uh the beer place. The oh, the um uh Pints and Pixels. Pints and Pixels. I was yeah. just over there the other day, you know, um uh, well actually yesterday. You know, they had a little Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. you know, a little gathering and things like that. So I'm very into uh video games, something I've been playing since four years old. Yeah. Uh, I think we all can relate to that. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. 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 You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, comics and video games, um also um I just like I'm a random trivia buff. Like I oh, believe, like okay. if I was to get on Jeopardy, you know, I think I'd do all right. Yeah. You know, uh, I just know random, random knowledge about things. I don't even know why I know it, but I know it. Uh, yeah. What, what you call <laughs> yeah. it? Useless knowledge. Yeah. Useless knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge. yeah. Font of useless knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So. We touched upon a lot of different things as far as what you're into, as far as rap, um, comic wise, gaming wise. Um, that being said, if you can incorporate everything that you're into mm-hmm. right now and produce something, mm-hmm. what would it be? Like, if you had a chance to the, the to work with anybody in the gaming industry anybody in the comic industry and anybody in the music industry like say for instance 50 Cent came here and said I'm finna make this new video game mm-hmm. um, I'm looking for people to make this track with um, and possibly do a comic something like that who would you who would you want to do something like that with oh, straight man. across the spectrum everything that you just well, said well, you know what's crazy I don't know about okay so My first, or my second, I guess, you know, my second album, uh, I've always had the idea of, you remember Kendrick Lamar's first album? Yes. Pretty much how it was a, a tape, basically, it was a bunch of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How I would like it, or like Master Ace, you know, how he would have concepts with his albums. Um, with me, I personally want to have my I guess like second album whatever would be like called The Dirty South Avenger and I would want it comic book style. Like I would want it to where like nice. you know like how AT Aliens or even Wu Tang how they you know they have their, their comic book covers mm-hmm. but at the same time I kinda want it centered around a kid walking into some place like the deep and saying, you know, what what new comics you got out? And the Dirty South Avengers, the album would be like a comic. You know what I'm saying? So it would be like my story. But it's actually about a kid flipping through my comic. You know what I mean? Wow. That's That's good. That's tight. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah. Now, and the thing is, in my rhymes, I incorporate, um, I incorporate video game references and, uh, you know, um, 
comic book references as well. So if somebody was to come at me um, as far as, you know what, I think I, who sound that I like, if not organized noise, uh, maybe, more than likely, I, I like the Neptunes a lot too. You know, That's what's I, up. but I, it would definitely, I, I want somebody, and, and you know what? David Banner as well because I mean hey a lot of people don't realize David Banner he got that from the TV show The Hope yeah. and yeah, so yeah, yeah. he you know he's into it too yeah. and so it'll almost be like The Hulk and and Black Panther teaming up to do something you know what I mean like yeah. I've always seen <laughs> and you don't have to change the name from The Avengers works yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the Avengers so you know um, I definitely hit up Pharrell I definitely hit up um David Banner, and um, and I yeah I get my fellow you know my fellow members uh, Frank and Shaz and you know we just all collaborate on it man and and, and do it as far as the artists go. Um, you know what I wouldn't want a big time artist. I'd want somebody like like you or you know somebody <laughs> who is you know upcoming to to really you know showcase that. You know okay. what I mean? Because that's another thing, man. You know, everybody, if we had more of a uh, I help you, you help me mentality, you know, I personally think that Alabama itself would be further along. But, you know, when you got the radio station up the street, we up, man. Like, I've been to their offices a lot of, like, you know, throughout the past years. I've been there a couple times, man. I've had... I even did the last... What was that? The last Black Arts Festival that nobody went to? Yeah. I was there. Yeah. I performed and it was like a sound check. You know what I mean? Dang. But the DJ was like, I like your stuff. You know? Send me your music. Nothing happens. This is a lot of lip service. But again, they play Atlanta music all day long. That's where that money coming from. And you know, so... You know, one thing I liked about the D.C. area is that when I was living up there um, last year, they have the local radio stations actually let local artists schedule an appointment at the radio station. And if your stuff is on point, if you got like if you got a video, they will put they had a whole section called uh, on um, WKYS 93.9 called DMV's Own, which stands for D.C. Maryland, Virginia. And they'll put your video on there. When I was living up there, my video got featured because the guy, even though the guy was like, look, I like the song, I like the music, I like the message, but the demographic is 16-year-old kids, 16-year-old girls, and I don't know if they'll get it, but he still showed me love and put the video on there, but at the same time, as far as playing the record, he was like, come back with something else, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and personally, I don't think that's true. Right. And because why I don't think that's true is because kids ain't dumb, man. I wasn't a dumb 16-year-old. No. 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 None no. of us were. So when no. we were listening to 16, when you were 16, you had different groups that were out by the time you were 16. Yep. So did I, so did y'all. So when I was 16, I understood, you know, mm-hmm. everything from, you know, I understood what Brand Nubian was talking about. But at the same time... I knew that Cash Money Records is going to take over for the 99 and 2000 as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. they, so, you know, and some of the evidence that I got from that is this. 
I went to uh, I went to South Carolina. I have a cousin that lives out there. She is uh, head of communications at Voorhees College, mm-hmm. and they do this thing, Denmark, South Carolina, and they have this thing where they have the um, dogwood festival after the dogwood trees that come yeah. out in the spring, yeah. right? Yeah. So she actually asked me to perform there, and when I got off stage, you know, um, you know, people showing me love and things like that, and I appreciated it all. But what really, really, really stuck out to me was as I was coming back from my car. This kid stopped me. And he was like, Hey man, I really like what you did up there, man. You man, you tight, man. You rap real, real good, man, real good. And he was 16. Two of his homeboys came. They were 14, another one was 16. And so I told him, I said, Man, you know what? I'm glad y'all told me this because the program directors at the radio stations are saying that y'all too dumb to understand. Lyricism, y'all too dumb, y'all y'all ain't into it. And the look on his face, man, is like he got insulted. Yeah. He was like, "What? Yeah, nah, what man, I listen to lyrics." Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Then, as I went back to the stage to check out the other acts, two sixteen-year-old girls stopped me and said the same thing. So you know, I just feel like uh, these these radio stations, program directors, man, they out of touch, and it's all about the payola. Yeah. But if we just had that mindset of, hey man, let's pull it together and and everybody know Alabama from college football. College football and scandals. That's yeah. And bigotry. You know what I'm saying? But like as many artists that came out that didn't try to do something, you know, they didn't get support. Like Dirty, they they rap about how Montgomery Radio won't even play their records and they Made history by being the first Alabama artist being signed, period. Having a video on BET, all that, and the local radio station won't even. You from Montgomery, and yeah. Montgomery won't play. play Come mm-hmm. on, man. That's just that's that politics, man. So that's something that you know I, I'm striving with, man. I'm, I'm really trying to. I know a lot of people are telling me, man, you gotta leave, you gotta leave, you gotta expand. And I'm not saying that I don't want to perform in those other places, mm. but man, it would be nice. To just get some home state love. Yeah. You know, because I've been to Birmingham and the same thing happened. I performed at the showcases, man. I ripped the stage. Oh, you great, you great. Give me your music. Nothing happens. And I think people are, I think a lot of these DJs out here, they scared to take a chance on something that ain't the norm. They think that people won't receive it. But when, but reality is, that's not true because if you look at, the industry like to squeeze in people. Mm-hmm. Like J. Cole, for instance. Now, J. Cole's a college kid. You know what I'm saying? He quietly went double platinum without nobody even knowing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kendrick is another guy. You know what I mean? Like, he talks about, you know, the struggles in the hood and things like that, but in a, in a different way. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the music is jamming and everything else. But it's not about, it's not always about murder, murder, kill, kill, you know? But when he came out with I, I love myself, people were like, what is this garbage? What is this? People were indifferent on it. It's a song of self-empowerment saying, I I love love myself with a Osley Brothers sample? Come on, man. And y'all indifferent about that? Y'all, that's why it's called radio programming. And so we really got to unprogram ourselves, man. And I just, I just want that for my state, man. I just want that for Alabama, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Like, you know, 
being in the in the the industry that you that you're trying to make it in, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to stay original because you got so many you got so many so many hierarchy influences out there pushing to try to get you to do this mm-hmm. and get you to do that or mm-hmm. sound like this or sound like that. It's it's hard for a true artist to stay true to their oh yeah to their style to their to their to that style that they developed on their own that they honed because mm-hmm. the the powers that be are like controlling everything and like either you conform to the norm or we don't have a spot for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm I'm really digging your stuff. So, um, people out there right now are probably wondering where can they find your stuff? Where can they hear more of your work? So shout yourself out, man. Yeah. Okay. Where, where well, um, <laughs> the song "I'm King" that was you know played on the intro could be found on SoundCloud. Uh, you just search "Black Native." I'm there on SoundCloud. Um, on there as well is you know for all my college students out there because I am you know a product of Alabama A&M University, you know HBCUs and things. Um, you know I made a song called "On the Yard," which is about college yeah especially going to hbcu that's what i made it specifically for you know what i mean so you know there's that um that's on my soundcloud um and you can find my album furious styles on blacknative.bandcamp.com and furious styles uh i named it that for two reasons uh it's kind of a double entendre basically you know furious styles you know mad skills you know furious you know rap yeah but also the dad from Boys the Hood. There you go. There yep. it is. Every time, <laughs> yep. every time I leave the house, somebody stops me and says, Hey, has anybody ever told you you look like Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> I get it. I, actually, there's a song. There's a song. It's number five. I believe it's number five on the album called Lawrence Fishburne about that experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, now that's a rap so, about life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so again, Furious Styles, um, you can find that again at blacknative.bandcamp.com. Um, my YouTube channel is um Black Native DSA, all one word. And you know, that's where you can find me. Oh, and if you have Twitter, you can find me at Wakandan King. Again, I'm Black Black Panther fan, so you know. Nice. So again, Wakanda King. That's W A K A N D A N K I N G, and the same for the Instagram as well. What about Facebook? Uh, Facebook, you can find me. Uh, I have, do have a Black Native fan page. Uh, that's under Black Native. Also, uh, if you just want to, you know, hit up with me regular. Uh, you find me under Lazarus Thicklin the second. Make sure you put the two on there because I don't want you hitting them with pops. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. All right. And like I said, it's the the track that you did, I Am King, it's being well received amongst yeah. us and, and, yeah. and everybody mm-hmm. else that's in yeah, the circle. Yeah, I, I bugged out the first time, Tony, let me hear, hear that. What are but, your hopes for this single? Who do you want this to who do you want who do you want this to be put in front of so they can be like I won't I believe his name is uh Steve Jordan. Uh he is the uh music director for all the Marvel films. I want this placed in front of him. I heard that. <laughs> so that that after that last scene, after Ch- T'Challa does whatever he does in this movie, after Chadwick Boseman do his thing and them credits roll, I want them drums to come in, and I want that song on the end credits. I that is you the, and me both. 
Nashville. It's a damn good song. So, but in the meantime, I wouldn't mind somebody like, you know, Brian Stelfreeze or, or Coates um, or somebody associated with him, even somebody who's worked with Black Panther in the past, Reginald Hudlin, Priest, uh, any of those guys, um, you know, if they come across it, just to, you know, push it and, you know, put it in the, put it in the, uh, you know, the ears of someone else. But yeah, I just really want the comic book community to really accept this because, I mean, who's out here doing this? Really? True. You know yeah, what I true. mean? That's yeah. true. And, it, and so, you know, and every hero needs his theme music. Every And hero. why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not this? If Jack Spade can have his... <laughs> if Jack Spade can have his, oh, I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah. I, I feel like... <laughs> why can't Black Panther? Right. T'Challa, T'Challa damn well should, too. He's a king. Yeah. That's right. That's what's up. Man, like I said, these... This session has been like gold. I think we hit on all cylinders with this man. And you being our first guest, um, looking forward to having you to come back again. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And I'm looking yes, forward. Yes, look, I'm yeah, really looking forward to sitting down with your buddy Frank. Oh yeah, and, and, and doing. I'm doing excited the next about what on that one too. So yep. um, looking to hear more from you, man. Stay up, stay positive with everything. And if there's anything that. I can do as an individual that's, that that can help you further along anything that you're working on, man, by all means, I'm going to do it. All right. You know? I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. And like, um, and like I said, I, I'm pretty sure I speak for both of these guys. It's, it's, it's being received really good. Really, really good. I, I did. Well, I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. All right. This has been a, another podcast done by RCR Review. I'm Tony the Hitman Horton. Todd, the Todd Father Holland. The Onyx Italian. And this has been our guest today. Laz, a.k.a. Black Native. Go out, find this stuff, listen to it. Definitely. Good stuff, man. Yeah. yeah, if you get a chance, drop him a line. If you know any of these people that he's talked about, or if you're in, you know, friends with them, if you know of anyone, um, push this song to them. Let them see this. Just support the brother. Yeah. 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 Just support yeah. the cat, man. Yeah. yeah. Doing good stuff good positive stuff which we don't have many people in the industry that he is in trying to do right now mm-hmm.